coming up on the summer season, and this is a good time to talk about, too, um, if you're interested in anything like baptism, or if you're interested in, in joining the church, um, this would be a good time to talk about that. I, um, I, I do like to talk to uh, people who want to be members before they become members, because they have to understand what they're committing to. Uh, it's not just to, to the church, but it's making a commitment to, uh, to Christ first and foremost, and, and commitment to serving Him. And so th th those are the two requirements for, for membership, is baptism, uh, well, confession of faith of Jesus Christ, and then baptism, and then, then making your vows to, to serve Christ in, in, a, in a local church. So if you're interested, please see me about that, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Especially baptism. Now, that, that's, that, that would throw my heart if, if people um, came to faith in Jesus Christ and have never been baptized, and uh, they, they want to be baptized. Um, I think that would be a wonderful thing. So please let me know. We're in Acts chapter 2 this morning, talking about Pentecost. Uh, this is the season where um, Christ ascended back in, in, into the heavens, and He gave the promise of the Holy Spirit to the apostles, and the Spirit came down upon them in power. And so I want to talk about that this morning. It begins in Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, and it says this, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were, in there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, <clears throat> because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrenes, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed at saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. <laughs> Let's pray this morning. Lord, we just ask God that you would um, add a blessing to the hearing and to the reading of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Joy is something that we all like to experience. Now sometimes I'm convinced some people don't want to be joyous, and, it, and it's sad when that happens. But most of the time, it, it's human nature to want to be around joyful people, joyous people. And I'm not just talking about people who are, are ginned up in, in, in their emotions, but I'm talking about a, a general positivity uh, of a person, and, and you can tell that they, they, they found some sort of source 
for joy in their lives. Uh, joy is, is, is attractive. When we see someone who has a joyous face, um, we're, we're immediately want to get to know that person and, uh, and, 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 and it becomes enjoyable to know that person and that joy becomes infectious in us. We, we want to be around people who are joyful. And sometimes life is hard. Sometimes li life is difficult. But when we see someone who is, who is joyous, even in the midst of their circumstances, um, we, we tend to be attracted to that person. And I think it's because of, 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 of living in a fallen world where, where um, uh, th th there's wickedness and evil and, 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 and even death because um, we are mortal beings and, and, and th th there's a decline that happens as we move towards death. Um, you know, the, it, it's sad enough for us many times to, to go through this life uh, knowing when, you know, that, that someone has, has passed and, and, and it's hard uh, a lot of times to go through those things. But when someone, in spite of those things, you know, is, is, is a joyful person, we tend to want to be, we, we, we want to draw near that person and, and find out what, what, what their source of joy is and how they're able to be joyful, um, even in the worst of times. Bitterness is something that, that tends to, to drag us down. Now, bitterness can, can kind of be infectious, too, uh, especially if, if, if we allow it, if, if, if we're soaking in bene, uh, that, that uh, bitterness constantly. Uh, somebody who has uh, a jaded view of life, who, um, who, who thinks that everything is just meaningless and that there's nothing good that's going to come into their lives, and, or, or that they've, they've allowed uh, tragedy to overtake them and, and just uh, tear them down. Um, and, and that, that person uh, is, is spiteful. I'm not just talking about, you know, people go through you know, things like grief and, and all kinds of things. That, that, that happens. I'm talking about someone who's constantly being a bitter person who just um, ha has a terrible view of life and lashes out against others and um, hateful and spiteful. Um, you know, that, that people tend to avoid uh, that in life. Uh, I, I think uh, some of the worst examples happens to be, if you ever get on social media, I, and, I, and I warn you not to, I think I said last week, I, I, I get on things so that you don't have to and, and, try, to <laughs> and try to look at them and discern them and, and, and be prayerful over them. And, but, but, you know, people are just, there's so much vitriol going on out there in the world today, and, and it's terrible. And I think it's, it, it, it's a result of sin. It, it, it's, a, it's a result of, of, a, of a, a terrible view of life, a debased view of life. Uh, unhappy people um, spreading anger and bitterness towards others. And it's just, it, it just, social media seems to be the ground for doing it. And the reason is, is because you've got this, this, this wall of separation. Uh, you, you can get on there and type out your thoughts and just put them out there. Um, and, and, and you can do it under a different screen name. You don't have to have your actual name out there. Um, and, you, and you can hide behind some anonymity. And you don't have to actually ever confront that, that person um, um, face to face. And that, that, that's the problem I see with social media. In some ways, it, 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 it's great in how it connects people, people we haven't seen for years that, that, that we um, are, are able to connect with and, 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 and uh, rekindle you know, old uh, friendships and those kinds of things. Um, and, and, and keep informed about each other. But on the other hand, you know, there, there's all kinds of negative um, aspects to it, and uh, that bitterness comes through. 
But a person that we see that has true joy, we tend to be attracted to. And that's what's happening here at Pentecost. Uh, God's presence brought joy to these disciples. And, and not just exuberance, but brought joy to these examples and their, to these disciples. And their response was worship. Joyous worship. What's happening here um, during this period? Well, we talked last week about, about the ascension. Jesus was leaving this world. And he, he promised them that he would send them a friend to come alongside them. While he was absent from the world, the Spirit would be in the world. And the Spirit, um, unlike Jesus, would not be limited to time and space. The Spirit could be with all people, at all places, at all times. And, he, and His presence would convict the world of its sin. And, 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 and would remind people of, of righteous living. And, and would guide them in life. He promised them that. Why? Because the disciples were about to lose Jesus' presence in the world. He was ascending back to His glorious throne in heaven. This is the fulfillment of the promise. And it happened at just the right time and in just the right place. Because the, the name Pentecost actually comes from the, the ancient festival that the Jewish, the Jewish people were commanded to celebrate. and They, they were called to celebrate. It was called the end gathering. Now the end gathering has to do with the time that, that the harvest um, was being collected. The, the, the first harvest or the first fruits of the harvest, the, the, the early harvest was, was being collected. Now the, the actual name Pentecost means 50th because it was the 50th day after the Passover. At 50 days after the Passover is when, when the first harvest uh, took place. And so um, on the 50th day there was a feast and celebration of, of uh, worshiping God about a great harvest. Well, at the same time, you know, it, I think it's a metaphor for this end gathering because th there were Jews that were spread out all over the world, the known world at that time. We called it the diaspora, which means that, that, that they were spread out. Um, you know, the, the Jews um, who were in Assyria, or, or I'm sorry, that, that were in um, the northern kingdom of, of Israel, were attacked by the Assyrians, and the Assyrians removed the Jews from their home from that territory, and um, and they mixed them in with some other races. That's how the Samaritans came about, and why the Samaritans were so hated. But but a lot of the Jews were, were still in in these areas that that the Assyrian Empire controlled, and then later on the Babylonians came, and and they invaded the southern kingdom of Judah, where Jerusalem was. And, and, and they transported a lot of, uh, a lot of the Jews out of, out of that homeland and brought them in, into Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. And so uh, now a lot of the Jews were allowed to return to their homeland eventually because of the Persians uh, took over, and, and they allowed them to go back to the homeland, but some of them even stayed. So now, um, fast forward all these thousands of years later, there's, there, there's Jews all over the world and during the Jewish festivals, they, they, many of them would often travel to, uh, to the city of Jerusalem to celebrate these festivals. The Passover being the, number, the, the, the leading festival of the year. And then they would even, some of them would even stay through Pentecost, the 50 days. And so there, there, there were Jews from all over, all over the world in Jerusalem during this period. Now, again, God, God choosing the, the appropriate time and place 
to send His Holy Spirit. So the Spirit, you know, <clears throat> comes at, at, at a time and place of God's choosing. And, and, and it's a time and place where many Jews from many nations were gathered there. The disciples, remembering the, prom, the, the, the command of Jesus and, and His promise, the command of Jesus was for them to wait in, in, at this room, in, or, or wait in Jerusalem at this room, for His Spirit to fall upon them. They were doing what they were doing, they were doing it in, in, in obedience to God. It also says they were all together in one place. So I, I, I think they were probably coming together for like a worship service, honestly. They, they, they were all together in one place. Now this um, may not be just the twelve disciples. I think there was probably some more believers here. Some say it was uh, a full gathering of uh, those who believed in Jesus, which were about maybe 120 people. Um, it mentions here. But they were gathered together in one place praying and worshiping. Um, and, and also, you know, a, a lot of them were still in hiding because of what happened to Jesus. Um, he, he was gone out of the world and now, now they were gathered together, I think, out of, out of fear of, the, of, of what might happen because the, the Romans and, and, and the Jewish leadership were after them. But here they were together in one place worshiping the Lord and, and praying and then all of a sudden, the roar of a mighty rushing wind. They, they hear that, that this loud sound. And I, and I know that you've been at the ocean uh, many places, many times, and, and have heard um, what, what a rough surf sounds like, and what the rushing of water sounds like. This is the, this is the sound they heard, a, a, a roaring rush of wind, like a thunderstorm, uh, a, or, or a windstorm. They, they heard it. Or if you've ever heard of a tornado coming through a certain area, uh, and, and, and it sounds, some people say it sounds like a train coming. <laughs> it's, this is the kind of sound that they heard. And then, then the tongues of fire appeared, flaming fire, came out from, from this, this wind. And it says it rested on each one of the believers there. That it, Each person had, had this tongue of fire resting upon their head um, in this. It was a visible sign. Of, of, of a of a work of God. And and this parallels a lot of things that happened in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God God appeared in, in a pillar of, of fire at night and a pillar of cloud by day to lead the Israelites. God, God's presence when Moses um, went up to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, that the, the, there was a cloud that, that descended, a dark cloud that descended on, on Mount Sinai, and, and there was flashes of lightning all around, and, and, and a great shaking of the earth, earthquake. Uh, here again, God shows up again in, in a new era, in a, in a miraculous way, and falls upon the, these disciples at, at the inauguration of His presence into the world. And, basically, and really what it did was it filled them with joy. God's presence filled them with joy. Whenever we want to experience joy in our life, we've got to have a true constant for joy. Joy to me is different than happiness. Happiness is sort of um, things that happen um, once in a while to us. Now, I know the definitions of joy and happiness are very similar in modern-day English, I'm talking about it in, in a biblical sense. To me, 
um, happiness is, is more um, uh, emotional uh, kind of responses to things that happen to me. Um, but, but joy to me is something exuberance. Joy to me is something that, that's constant because it comes from the constant presence of God. And, and really, truly, the only um, true constant in all the universe is God Himself. God doesn't change, the Bible said. He might change His mind in certain situations, but His character and His, his, his constancy, his, 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 his love are always there. And He is, therefore, a constant source of joy. Jesus talked about um, the kind of life that God gives. We often talk about eternal life, but eternal life is, is not... Um, just about length of time of living it's about God's own eternal life inside of us dwelling within us within our within the seat of our the center of our person of who we are and and Jesus said it, it would be a, 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 a like a well of water welling up within us a, a, an endless source an endless supply of supply of, of, of fresh water welling up within our souls so that we never have to thirst again and in the sense of having a, a spiritual thirst or, or, or a desire for God's presence. Because Jesus said the promise, it, even at the beginning of John, when he talks about the, the, the eternal life as a well, he's talking about God's presence. He's talking about God's Spirit coming upon His people. And so that, that joy comes from a constant source that is ours through Christ. When we have surrendered and given our lives to Jesus Christ, and He has given us the promise of, of the Spirit to come upon us. And this, this, the Spirit is for all believers. When, God, when the gift of God's Spirit comes, He gives us joy. He gives us joy. Just like that, that well of water um, welling up within us. A constant source of, 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 of joy in our hearts and lives. And even in, in the midst of hard times, and even in the midst of struggles, it, even in the midst of of them hiding out in fear of what the Roman soldiers and, and the Jewish leadership might do to them, uh, they had a, a, an, an exuberance and a joy in their lives that, that went even beyond their, their, their uh, tough times. Now as a result of, of the Spirit coming upon them and, and the joy that they had, there were miraculous signs that accompanied this as they, they began going out into the streets and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, their gathered worship um, and led to the Spirit's presence, and, and the result of that presence was, was joy, but that joy gave them the strength to spill out into the streets and begin proclaiming the works of God. And it happened in a miraculous way, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, but, but they... But they we're so filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, and, and they, they talked about this, the, the, the filling of the, of the Holy Spirit had, had, had just so... I, I tend to think of the term fill and thrill. <laughs> filling, the infilling of the Spirit is His is, is actual presence, but it also um, is thrilling us. So much so that they, they spilled out into the streets and began proclaiming the wonderful works of God, it says here, the mighty works of God. The people began hearing it. And... That, that, that should be our, our reaction as believers to the Spirit. 
Not, not only the, the fact of, of um, the joy, the constant joy that, that God's Spirit gives, um, but, 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 but the result of that joy should be sharing that with others. And as I was saying when, when I started, you know, when people have a joy, that joy, you know, is naturally infectious to us. Even if we're not talking about um, Christianity and about, uh, you know, uh, God specifically, when we see joy as people, we're kind of attracted to them. And, 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 and that joy becomes infectious in us a lot of times. I think that that's a natural thing. But here especially, the disciples were so filled with joy, their response was to go out into the streets and proclaim it. And then, and then, and, and, and it, and it also thrilled the people. Some say, wow, we're hearing the, the amazing works of God in, um, from these guys in our own language. And, and, and we're hearing about the mighty works of God. And, and, and we see their joy on their faces. And, and later on in, in Acts chapter 2, Peter addresses the crowd. And he gives them the gospel. And there are about 3,000 3, believers um, about 3,000 people came to believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior, as a result. Now, I'm not saying um, these miraculous signs always encompass, are, always um, are, are accompany the, um, the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Um, but the, 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 um, the welling up within us of that, that eternal life within um, and, and, and the resulting joy um, that results are definitely there. And that resulting joy should help us to be able to proclaim the good news of Christ to others with, with zest and with joy and with, with, with great power. To be emboldened to speak the gospel. And, if, and if we, when we truly become filled as, in, as believers with God's Holy Spirit, our desire is going to be to go out and tell others and share what we have. Because we're so joyous we can't even contain it. That, that, that's the joy that the Spirit gives. And I'm not saying that we're always happy and happy-go-lucky. We still live in a fallen world where, where bad things happen, uh, even to good people. And, and we're not always um, exuberant and happy, but that constant joy can be with, with, with us. And, and, and it can help us even in, in the worst of times. But that's what God's Spirit offers to us. When, when He came upon each of those disciples in that upper room, that they were together in obedience to Christ and, and, and in worship, He gave them this, this joy, so much so that they began spilling out into the streets and proclaiming the mighty works of God. That's what, that's what, the, that's what we need in order to be witnesses in a lost and dying world. If we want people to receive our message, it's not going to be by condemning them or browbeating them over their sin. What's going to attract them is our love for Jesus and, and, and the joy that we express in Him that's given us through His Holy Spirit, just as, it, as He did with these disciples in the past. Now, addressing the issue of tongues here, um, I think this is a little bit different than, than the tongues we see later on in the Bible. Um, this is a, a specific work of God to undo something that happened in, 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 in the ancient story of God, of, of humanity. 
And that is what happened at the Tower of Babel um, in, in Genesis chapter 11. The Tower of Babel, humanity had gathered together, really and truly in opposition to God, the one true God, and they were going to build a tower so that they could reach the heavens and elevate themselves as God. And just before um, chapter 11 and chapter 10, it gives a whole table of nations that, that existed uh, during that time period. I think the same thing is I think the I think the undoing of that happened here because what happened is when, when they gathered in opposition to God in Genesis chapter 11 at the Tower of Babel, God confused their language, and 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 these people scattered across the earth, and there, therefore this this great uh, human empire was ended, <laughs> and 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 they began spreading because because they were so confused they couldn't understand each other. And they were sent out, you know, throughout the world. But here, you know, an ingathering of people has happened again, of Jews from various languages and cultures now, hearing the works of God come out of these um, men who were just Galileans, and Galileans were looked upon, down upon in those days. You know, Jerusalem's lived in Jews, Galileans lived in the northern territory. Um, and th th they were uh, known to be like uh, poor. Um, that a, lot of, a lot of them were blue-collared people, we might call them today. They, they were looked down upon by, by, by the uh, Jewish leadership and, 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 and the elites living in Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, they, they had it pretty rough. Plus, uh, they tended to only speak uh, Gal uh, in Aramaic, maybe Greek. Um, Greek was sort of the trade language. Aramaic was sort of the common language. Um, but here they were in Jerusalem speaking in, in tongues that we know these guys don't know these languages. How, how, are, how are they speaking and, and, and me hearing? Well, it's because God in a miraculous way is undoing the thing that happened um, you know, thousands of years before that, that destroyed um, the, the unity of the human race. And now here they are coming together again under God's salvation plan after he has affected um, the, 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 and defeated the kingdom of the devil and has um, helped bring salvation to the hearts of his people so that they can uh, love one another again and, and be in unity again. That's what Christ did on the cross for the whole world. Now that that redemption plan has, has been solidly put in place, here the world is gathering again and God is bringing them back together again because of his Holy Spirit and he's, he's bringing unity again. And so now they're hearing, because of this miraculous event, the mighty works of God, and they're hearing it in their own language. And many of them, you know, give their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ because of it. The message of the gospel is for all nations. And God, with the accompanying miraculous signs, um, with, with His Spirit, brought that into the world. Now, do all people speak in tongues? Um, you know, some can, some don't. Uh, the Bible, and, and, and if you read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, it says, The Spirit gives that gift as He wills. The Spirit gives that gift as He wills. And some people, you know, I, I know, um, prophesy and preach in, in, in unknown tongues. The, the condition that Paul laid down is if you're going to do that publicly, you've got to have somebody to interpret. But, th but these tongues, I think, are a little bit different because... That they were able, God enabled them to speak in, in foreign languages that were foreign to them, but known by the foreigners. <laughs> and, 
And they were able to hear the mighty works of God. And so many were saved that day because of, of, of the incoming of the Holy Spirit. But the Spirit, we should understand, gives us the joy to go out and, and first of all, to worship Him and then to go out and uh, proclaim that message to others. And that's what God has called the church to do and to be. And, it, and if you're not feeling um, that joy today, that constant joy, even in the midst of struggle and sorrow, um, and, and, but you're a believer and, and, and you know that, that God is real and that God loves you, um, God, His Spirit, um, desires to be with you. And all you have to do is ask Him, Lord, I... I, I don't feel very joyous sometimes. I, I, I need your Holy Spirit filling my life. And as Jesus said, the Spirit will convict you. He'll, he'll remove the sin. He'll help you to, to uh, find righteousness as well. He'll guide you. Um, we must confess our sins first and foremost. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if you're a believer today, God's gift is His Holy Spirit to give you that, that joy in your heart and life, that, that constant joy, even in the midst of struggle and trial. And if you're you know, struggling, sometimes pe people you know, are, are having personal struggles. He's also given us the church. Sometimes the Spirit talks through other people to us, other believers. And we need to be constantly in our hearts and minds looking for God's Spirit to speak to us. Because He's promised us that, that He would. That the Spirit is God's presence with us in the world even now. And if we you know, seek out God's Spirit, um, He will answer us. And, and, and if we seek out other believers who are also filled with God's Holy Spirit, um, they, they can help us through those struggles. That's why Jesus gave us the church. So that together, it, it, even though the Spirit came upon them individually. The Spirit is bringing them together, as we said, as with the Tower of Babel. He's bringing together a, a new church, and, and not just a church of, um, of, 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 of one race, but, but, but of many races and nations and, 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 and ethnicities. Coming back together because God is drawing them in. And then He has the promise of His return. When, when God... The Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit will be as, um, together again here on earth to set up that new glorious kingdom. That is our great hope. Let's stand, if you would, and let's sing another chorus. Spirit of the living God.